0: hello everyone welcome or welcome back to cover to cover a book podcast by me your host marie sabrina in today's episode i will be discussing books that blew up or are super popular on tiktok and i will be stating my opinions on them and saying if they are worth the hype or not so hope you enjoy this fun episode Right, so the first book is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover so the synopsis for this book for those who don't know is about this main character named Lily she grew up in Maine but didn't have the best home life so in order to escape she goes away to school she goes off to Boston gets a job and then ends up opening her own business and then one day she meets Ryle who's an attractive neurosurgeon and there's an immediate spark between them but as things progress Lily starts to question things and while she's doing that she starts to think about her past and her first love Atlas who's really connected to her past and everything and then suddenly Alice reappears and then things between Lily and Ryle take a turn so my thoughts on this book personally I felt like it was marketed as a romance but I don't think it's a romance there is romantic elements but there is definitely more of a heavy uh, subject matter regarding like domestic abuse and and abuse in a relationship maybe that's my fault for not having read really the synopsis or checking the trigger warnings beforehand because it's definitely more intense and heavier subject matter than I expected because I I thought it was going to be more of a fluffy romance and I was really, really wrong about that. So depending on what you're looking for, you might enjoy this book. I had a really different idea of what it was going to be. So because of that, I feel like kind of tainted my reading experience, but I did read it fairly quickly because the writing definitely pulled me in and I did want to know what was going to happen. So for me, it didn't live up to my expectations, but I think if you go into the book knowing that there'll be these types of darker subject matter, heavy subject matter, discuss, you might appreciate the book a little more. So definitely keep that in mind if you're thinking of reading this, definitely look up the trigger warnings beforehand because I didn't and it definitely didn't lead to the greatest reading experience. The next book is We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. This book is about a rich family that go off to their private island every summer, but something bad happens one summer that leaves the main character with no memories of what happened, and things are different ever since. This is a suspense novel that is full of lies, secrets that ultimately lead to destruction. Now, there's a funny story as to why I read this book only this summer, and not beforehand. My sister, a few years ago when it came out, was trying to convince me to read this book, and I never wanted to pick it up. It didn't seem like something that I would like, but then one of my friends for my birthday asked my sister if I would like this book, and my sister endorsed it, and was like, yeah, I think she'd really like it, so through my friend, my sister got me to finally read this book, because it was given as a gift, so I did read it, and I think I would have enjoyed this more if I read it when it came out when I was younger. I wasn't invested in any of the characters or the plot line, I was a bit intrigued to find out what was happening, but I found myself like annoyed at times, like I found the characters annoying, but I didn't guess the twist at the end, so that was good. So I don't really know how I feel about this book. Personally, I don't think it's worth the hype. There are probably better young adult thrillers out there, but that's just my opinion. The next book is A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini. So this book is set in Afghanistan from the early 1960s to the early 2000s, where we follow two girls, Miriam and Lila. They find a bond throughout the years by enduring the abuse from their husband and living through war and turmoil. So there are four parts to the novel, the first and second, where we follow the lives of each girl separately before that they meet, the third part where their lives come together and then the last one follows Lila's afterwards. This is one of my favourite books of all time. I felt so many emotions reading this book. I cried a lot. I really want to reread this book this year actually. The last time I read it was a few summers ago and I read The Kite Runner by the same author right after and that wasn't the best idea because I was literally emotionally drained. After reading those two books, I had to read something a bit lighter afterwards. Khaled Hosseini is such a good author. The storytelling is unreal. It is writing takes you on a roller coaster. There's some moments that are devastating and heart wrenching, but there's others that are like beautiful, filled with like love, friendship and family. I also really appreciated the historical backdrop and that it spans multiple years and the characters have so much depth. You're really rooting for them to be happy and just to find peace. I think this book is absolutely worth the hype. if you have not read it yet. Like, I highly, highly recommend it. However, I would search up trigger warnings uh, beforehand and I think you need to be kind of in the right headspace to read this book because there is quite heavy subject matter and it really does hit hard at, at some points. Alright, so the next book is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. So this book follows twins Stella and Desiree, who are both white-skinned. They run away at the age of 16 and take on two different paths. Desiree marries a dark-skinned black man and has a child while Stella passes as white. So the book follows each their story across generations and how they remain intertwined. I love this book. It's one of the best books I've in 2020. I think it's definitely worth the hype. I recommend it to everybody. I definitely want to reread it soon. Brit Bennett also was really great at creating characters that have depth and we get to see into the lives of, of these characters, the relationship between them and then their subsequent children and how their decisions have impacted their children and their whole family dynamic in general. And I thought that the discussions on identity, race, and family are so well done and so important. So if you haven't read this yet, I think you should definitely pick it up. The Secret History by Donna Tartt is narrated in first person by Richard Papin and he's one of the main characters in the book. At 28, he's telling the story of him and his college friends, and at the very beginning of the book, he reveals that him and his friends have killed someone named Buddy, and then the rest of the book goes on to explain how they got there. This book is very well known as the book for Dark Academia, and to be honest, I was quite disappointed. This book, it was not as good as I thought it was going to be, and the characters were very unlikable, and and I think that was the point of it, but it just, I don't know, it felt like it was dragging on quite a bit. I felt that the pacing was really slow. I think I would have preferred if it was a little more fast-paced. To be honest, I feel like there's maybe better books out there in dark academia. I'm, I'm not sure. It's not like a niche genre or category that I'm into. I like thrillers and stuff, but not always revolving around academia. But if you're looking for more like of a pretentious read, great descriptions that bring you kind of back to academia to kind of that, that world you might enjoy this and I would also say that Donna Tart is a good writer I just don't think this book is for me she has another book called The Goldfinch that is also very popular adapted into a movie and I'd like to read that one and see if I maybe like that more I would say Pride and Prejudice is probably one of Jane Austen's most renowned piece of literature. It's set in Regency England and it follows the story of Elizabeth Bennet, who is the second oldest in the Bennet family. None of the other girls are married and the story is their mother, Mrs. Bennet, and one day this young, wealthy, handsome man, Mr. Bingley, arrives to Netherfield Park, which is not too far from their village and this creates like excitement and quite a bit of a stir. He's accompanied by his friend, Mr. Darcy, who seems to have more of like a brooding personality. Disturbingly, Bingley meets Jane, the eldest of the Vedic girls. And he's, you know, interested in her. And then there seems to be tension between Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. And then as the story goes on, things develop. I don't wanna say too much because it'll give stuff away. I actually tried reading this book a few times when i was younger but i really couldn't get through it it's definitely a bit harder because of like the language used and i feel like for the content if you're like 12 13 years old it might not be the best for you however a few years ago i picked it up and i listened to an audiobook at the same time and i quite enjoyed it that way i even laughed a lot a few times especially when it came to the parts with mrs bennett and the mother of the family she's quite hilarious at times so if you like gossip miscommunication, kind of like enemies to lovers trope. I think you'll really like this book. It's not my favorite Austen awesome novel, but I still like it. This might be controversial, but I think I like the movie a lot more. The 2005 Keira Knightley version, of course. I watched that one so many times, but yeah, and Prejudice is definitely a good read if you haven't picked it up already. And I would say if you're also looking for, I guess, more classic literature. This is definitely an easier one to pick up and grasp, so I'd also recommend it if you're looking for that. So I I do think this book is worth the hype. It's famous and a classic for a reason, right? (music) Melba by Taylor Jenkins Reid is a story that follows the Reva family. They're a bunch of surfer siblings, so Nina, J. Hud, and Kit, but the story also follows their mother, June, and their father, the famous singer, Mick McReva. The story takes place over the 24 hours leading up to Nina, Riva's famous Riva party, but it also is accumulation of generations of secrets and trauma because there's some chapters that you follow June and Mick's story as well. So out of the three novels that i read by Taylor Jenkins Reid, so Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, and Now Malibu Rising, I think this is my least favorite, but I still quite enjoyed it, and I appreciated the sibling dynamic, and I liked most of the siblings just like the other two books i just mentioned there is some drama celebrity culture discussions on like deeper topics as well but it also looks at like relationships and this time definitely the relationships between siblings and i also think taylor jenkins read is really good at writing characters to kind of make us understand their decisions and you kind of feel for them i would say there is trigger warnings for this book and i would research them before picking this one up but i do think it's also a really good like summer read because it talks a lot about surfing and malibu i think this book is worth the hype, but not in comparison to the other books by Taylor Jenkins Reed. I think, like I said, Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones Six are better, so if you're looking for a Taylor Jenkins read, I would start with maybe one of those two, but if you're looking for more of a summer read, I would definitely pick Malibu Rising. the song of achilles by madeline miller is a retelling of the story of one of greece's greatest heroes achilles but it's told in the point of view of patroclus patroclus i'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right so patroclus is a young prince that got exiled from his homeland and brought together by chance him and achilles form an inseparable bond, even though the gods aren't really happy about it. However, one day, the word comes out that Helen of Sparta has been kidnapped, and all the heroes of Greece are called upon to lay siege to Troy in her name. So Achilles decides to join the cause. Torn between love and fear for his friend, Patroclus follows, and little do they know what lies ahead. I absolutely love this book. I read Circe by the same author, by Miller, and I like this one a lot more. This book is so emotional. It's such a beautiful story of friendship, loyalty, sacrifice, and ultimately love. I don't want to say too much. This book has been all over TikTok, rightfully so. I highly recommend this book. And like I said, I think it's definitely worth all the hype it's getting. The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood is a romance, and it follows the protagonist, Olive, who is a third year PhD candidate, and she shares a kiss with a handsome stranger in order to make her friend think that she is in a relationship. However, she's horrified when she realizes that the stranger is Dr. Adam Carlson, who is a prominent professor in her department, but is known for being hypercritical and a moody tyrant. As She and Adam each have reasons for needing to be in a relationship, so, they agree to pretend to date for the sake of appearances, and then things ensue. So, this is definitely. Uh, fake dating trope. It's not my favorite trope of all romances, but I still really enjoy this book. I like that it was set in academia and it was set in STEM. In the backdrop, the discussion of the difficulties of being a grad student and being a woman in a male-dominated field. And one of the side characters, Anne, is a person of color. And there's like a tiny mention of what it's like being a BIPOC person in higher education. And I really wish there would have been more a discussion on that. I think it would have been really important and interesting. So yeah, like I mentioned, I'm not like a huge fan of the fake dating trope, but this book did do it well. And I felt like the build up was really good. However, I didn't always like the main character, Olive. I found her be a bit too naive or unaware of certain situations that were like so obvious. Um, but obviously for the sake of the book, she had to be kind of oblivious and unaware. But like I said, I definitely enjoyed the build up, and I was rooting for them to get together. So the night circus by Erin morgenstern is about a circus that arrives without warning there's no announcements it just simply arrives when yesterday it wasn't there and it's a unique black and white striped canvas tent full of breathtaking amazements and it's called the cirque des rave and it's only open at night but behind the scenes, there's a competition that happens, like a duel between two magicians, Celia and Marco, uh, who have been trained since they're children by their instructors. So there's like a game where only one of them can be left standing and the circus is a stage for this type of battle. Despite themselves, however, Celia and Marco um, tumble headfirst into love. This kind of makes things a bit complicated, obviously. So true love or not, the game must be played out, and the fates of everyone involved, from the cast of extraordinary circus performers to the patrons hang in the balance, suspended as precariously as the daring acrobats overhead. Going into this book, I really didn't know what to expect, as the synopsis like on the back of the book was a lot more vague than this one. I wasn't part of the the people that like read it when it first came out and the hype around it and everyone was talking about it. I know it's well loved but yeah I never felt the need to pick it up but then I saw it at a second hand bookstore and I was like oh what the heck like I might as well read it and see what this book all about. I did enjoy it and it's different from anything else I've read. The atmosphere of the circus is dreamlike and the concept of this competition is interesting, but it was a bit disappointing for me though. It's definitely at a slower pace than I thought. I think it would have been better, again, if it would have been a little bit more faster pace, a little more action, and if the book was a bit shorter. But if you do expect it to be more of a slow burn and you like magic, like a little bit of mystery and romance, because it's not really clear what this game entitles, this duel. It's very kind of mysterious, especially in the beginning. So if you kind of enjoy that aspect of like mystery, and if you like a little bit of romance, I think you'll enjoy this very much. So like, I don't know if I can say this book is worth the hype or not. I think it really depends what you're looking for. So yeah, I'm kind of undecided about this book. I still don't know how I feel about it, to be honest, so this is kind of why I have a hard time saying if I think it's worth picking up or not. But if you kind of like, again, like I just said, that slower-paced novel, you might enjoy this a lot. it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I had a fun time recording it and I hope I was able to help you decide if you're going to pick up some of these books or not. Hope you all have a great day and see you soon. Bye!